0: Welcome to the very first episode of After the Breach podcast. We're your hosts, Jeff Friedman and Sarah Shimazu, and we're excited to finally get this off the ground and out to you, wherever you may be listening from. Get ready as we introduce ourselves, the podcast, and, and share what's been going on here in the Salish Sea so far in 2022. We hope you enjoy it, and we can't wait to bring you even more whale-filled episodes from here on out. So, uh, Jeff Friedman, Captain Jeff Friedman. Hello. How's it going?
1: It's going fantastic.
0: So we've been talking about this for years and years, and suddenly we're here recording our very first episode.
1: I think it's been three years that this has been in the the works.
0: (laughs) I think we might have been in Bremer Bay when we first talked about this. I think
1: that's right. And that's going to be coming up on three years.
0: Yeah. And hopefully back this winter.
1: Yes. I would love to go back there.
0: Awesome. Well, Jeff, I know you pretty well, but why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Excellent. I am. My name is Jeff Friedman. I am a whale watch captain and guide uh, running tours with Maya's Legacy Whale Watching. I'm one of, one of the owners of the company and love to spend my time out on the water sharing the whales and wildlife with our guests. And I grew up in the whale capital of the world, <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio, and left there. And I, this is my eighth season out here in the San Juan Islands and all roads lead to cleveland as all, we found all roads all roads with with our with our the guests that we take out all roads lead, lead to cleveland
0: very true well anyone that knows jeff knows that yes he is whale obsessed as about as they come you know <laughs> stays out late as long as he can and um
1: one one more surfacing, one more and, surfacing. and then we'll head home
0: <laughs> well um, and jeff you and i met whale watching
1: we met on a tour with maya's west side charter back in the day yeah uh, I,
0: I was just thinking about that earlier today. I think it's been almost 10 years maybe since we met.
1: I think yeah, I think that's right. I think it was uh I th- it was either I think it was 2013. Yeah. Summer of 2013. Yeah. And our mutual friend Gail told told both of us before the tour that we were on the tour together. Yep. And uh it's kind of cool that every every almost everybody we worked with started as a passenger with 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 this company.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, my first time out whale watching was in the 90s with Jim. So it's been a, a long road for, for all of us.
1: Absolutely. I remember that trip really well. We had an L-pod coming down Harrow Strait, yeah. and there was no, no other boats were out. And we saw them coming in the distance, coming straight towards us, and we just stopped and it was uh it was pretty cool
0: It was a magical night that's for sure yeah they purposed right past us and I think they were meeting up with jpod
1: I think so that was back in the day when when you'd see southern residents most of the time in the summer yeah you could count on them almost every day and now it's bigs and humpbacks
0: yeah yeah we, we definitely miss seeing them but uh, I have to say I love the the humpbacks and the the big killer whales just as much so well.
1: So we're going to be talking a lot about what we're seeing out there uh, recently on on each of our episodes. We're also going to talk about what we see in other parts of the world. Because what do we do when we're not whale watching here? We go whale watching in other parts of the world, and we'd love to to share that with you. If there's a special place that you have that you like to go whale watching, definitely let us know. Uh, you can contact us at, at After the Breach on Instagram. Or you can email us at afterthebreachpodcast at gmail.com. We definitely want to hear from you.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and Jeff and I are both on Instagram as well. If you check out After the Breach on Instagram, you can find our handles there. We'd love to chat with you guys. It's a good way to stay in touch with us, especially throughout the summer. That tends to be the one social media place that we're actually updating, some of us more regularly than others.
1: I'm getting a look. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, uh, well, uh, just to give you a brief um, intro to who I am, my name is Sarah Shimazu. I've been out in this region my entire life. Um, We already know that Jeff and I met about 10 years ago. Um, I'm a a captain and guide as well, work with Maya's Legacy, and I just love what I do. love the education aspect of it, the photography aspect of it, and and the whales most of all. So, uh, really looking forward to the podcast and really just hanging out with Jeff after we get off the water and talking whales and, and getting that out to you. So um, yeah, after the breach, uh, you know, how did we, how did we come up with the name after the breach? I think, I think we were watching whales breaching in Bremer Bay when we were talking about this.
1: I've, you know, and I, I've always had this idea. I get when I, when I'm out on the water taking photos, there are so many times where the breach that I'm photo photographing it comes out soft and blurry, but the splashdown after, super sharp, it's super sharp. So it, it's like I, I had this idea of putting together a coffee table book of photos of after That's the breach. That's
0: right. We did talk about that. <laughs> after the breach, yeah. And there were so many breaches that one day in Burma Bay. I think it was actually our first time on the water out there. Um, breach after breach. And, of course, you know, I, I think I got one shot. <laughs> <laughs> But lots and lots of
1: splashes. So, um, we had three awesome trips out yeah. on, on Bremer Bay. And if this is off the southwest coast of Australia with a relatively newly discovered population of killer whales just in, in the last, I think, 10 or 15 years. Yeah. And they're only there part of the year, but the sightings are during that part of the year are very reliable. And it's a really interesting population. Of killer whales, because here we have two populations: one eats fish, one eats marine mammals, and it seems like that population down there eats whatever is around.
0: Yeah, with a special proclivity for beaked whales. Yes. Sometimes blue whales, maybe a humpback thrown in the mix,
1: and occasionally a mola mola. We we <laughs> saw we were right. We were there, and we saw a mola mola coming up on the side of the boat, and we're looking down on it, and somebody said, "Hey, is that missing a piece?" <laughs> <laughs> and then we saw this huge bubble blast, and a killer whale came up and grabbed it.
0: yeah, and for those of you that aren't aren't uh, familiar with the term mola mola, it's an ocean sunfish, so it's these big uh, kind of disc shaped fish that can get really really huge. These ones were fairly small, but um, they kind of just float around at the surface sunning themselves, and this one met its end <laughs> 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 so yeah, but um. You know, that kind of prompted us to what we wanted to bring to the table with this podcast. Uh, Not really just a whale watching podcast, even though that's kind of the world we live in. Um, But, you know, talking about education and what inspires us and what inspires, you know, the people we we talk to and work with and get to know around the world, because it's a small whale community, as you'll find, Um, and, and just to have a bit of fun. Not always at your expense, Jeff. I promise
1: that. I appreciate that. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of different areas of the world and, and whales and and cool marine wildlife. So if you are interested, we're hoping that you will join us. And let's let's start talking about some of the cool stuff we've been seeing yeah. this year. I want to ask you because I was not here when this happened, but you kicked off basically kicked off twenty twenty two with a really cool experience that I probably will never have here. And I was so jealous when I heard what you had, but I I want you to talk about what that was like.
0: Yeah. So um, poor Jeff bit the bullet for us Um, (laughs) in January. uh, Actually on January 20th, there was kind of a a really bizarre sighting um, for this area up by Campbell river, which is kind of like halfway up the inside of Vancouver Island uh someone saw a pod of Rizzo's dolphins and Rizzo's dolphins you know we've seen them in Monterey Jeff when we've gone down there but uh they're they're a pelagic species they prefer to be offshore and deeper waters they're you know diving for for squid and and that kind of thing but uh we don't see them a whole lot in in inshore waters and so that was really cool I know all of us were just shocked and you know we always get hopeful when we have things like that kind of come up that they're going to show up around here so we can see them. Um, And the next day they were seen off Nanaimo, I think on the 21st. So south of Campbell River. And then we were all holding our breath. Like maybe they'll show up down here. Here they come. And of course, Jeff's in Cleveland because all roads lead to Cleveland. Um, And uh, they did. On the 24th, someone reported them in Saanich Inlet, which is, you know, just across Arrow Strait from us. The weather wasn't great, so, you know, we couldn't get across from there. Um, And, you know, January, like not a lot of people are going out on the boat in January, though we we run pretty consistently. Um, But when you have a sighting like that, a lot of people want the chance to experience it. So um, I did. I I got Jeff's permission. uh, And the day before my birthday, actually, I rounded up a group of locals and some other folks that wanted to give it a shot. And we crossed harrow Strait to Sandwich inlet and we didn't actually have a report of them at that point um they'd been seen the day before no one had now yet to see them um and it, it's kind of a long 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 haul over there but uh we did we got lucky a friend of ours gary gary sutton uh found them just as we were kind of like coming into the inlet and let us know that they had them and it, yeah awesome we got to spend the afternoon with rizzo's dolphins
1: that's so cool i i they were on my bucket list when we were in Monterey and I was so happy to see them and never in a million years would I have thought that they'd be, I'd never even heard of them ever coming through the inland waters here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, in 2011, like a couple had been seen in Puget sound for maybe a day or two. Um, you know, sometimes some odd, odd sightings get, you know, in, into Puget sound. I feel like, you know, sometimes they end up down there and, um, but that had been, I think, really the only sighting since 1978 um, and like the first wow. sighting of a, a larger group in 1978 was a group of 10, I think on the inside of um, Vancouver Island, like in the Strait of Georgia uh, we're seen in like late August and early September. But since then, not nothing really in the inside. So
1: it's one of the things I love about going out on the water in this area is you do get surprises like that. It's not always predictable. You will get, Uh, just sometimes you'll get a fin whale. We had a sperm whale a few years ago. You just never know what's going to be out there.
0: So I I mean, yeah, we're going to back it up. I'm going to ask Jeff about this. Like this was to me, like one of the coolest things I've heard. And I was actually here, but off the water that day. But tell us about the sperm whale, Jeff. It was in 2017, 2016, 2017. Uh, I think,
1: I think it was, yeah, it was 2017 or may have been 2018, but I think it was 2017. And it was, it was, we were on our way to go see J pod they were coming down Swanson channel and one of our pastors saw a huge blow in the distance and we went to check it out. And similar to, to Sarah's experience with the, the Rizzo's dolphins, this sperm whale was seen up in Johnstone Strait, and then down in Nanaimo and everybody was talking that it might be coming down this way. And he was, and it was incredible. He was doing 40 minute dives but the cool thing is that you put the hydrophone in the water and you could hear it was like a jackhammer.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: And then it would stop and you knew he was coming up for a breath cycle, which was like 10 minutes at the surface.
0: <sighs> <laughs> well, I would be too I would be too.
1: <laughs> but it, it is cool to to get these out, like out of the box unpredictable ex- experiences out here.
0: Yeah, okay, so I just looked it up. It was 2018 just to set the record straight. Um, and this ended up being, I think, a young male, young male um, that Jared Towers documented up north on the inside of Vancouver Island and Johnstone Street. Um, and he was up there for quite a while. And then we, and then like, he was here
1: for an afternoon,
0: for barely. Like <laughs> I, I remember, I was like hiking in the woods that that afternoon, and you texted me, and you're like, "We found the sperm whale." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then everybody's scrambling to the boat to get out on the And then we
0: raced to the boat, and it was, like, just before sunset, we saw him go down in the distance miles away, and I was like, oh, well, the sun's going to set. But he came up. He did come up by the boat, like, right right as the sunset, um, which was great. So we did. I did get a look at him. You got the amazing photo of him with the Turnpoint Lighthouse in the background. That's, like, one of my favorite photos that you've taken. So. Oh, thank,
1: thank you. Uh-huh. Well, more recently, uh, we had – uh, it's been an incredible spring with bigs killer whales. It has been, and we had one day. This was in in the made uh, lots of media. We had uh, over seventy bigs killer whales in ten distinct groups in the area. Uh, that was
0: the day I was off the water just to set the record straight. There,
1: <laughs> I, I believe I was off the water that day as, as well. But we've had bigs almost, I mean, it hasn't been every day, but it's been almost every day uh, since the middle of March.
0: Yeah. And I would say like um, in a larger geographical area, like of the Salish Sea Basin, like from Campbell River out to the Strait of Juan de Fuca and down into Puget Sound, like almost every day in 2022. And we can ask Monica on our next episode when we have her on, but um, I I think it's been every day
1: almost. I I I think that's right. I think uh I don't remember a day where there weren't any anywhere.
0: Yeah, and and with those 70 plus tons of new babies.
1: Lots and lots of new babies. It, it that population since 2012 has been growing at 4.2% a, a year every year and oh. I think it's just going to keep going.
0: Yeah, and some of our our fan favorites at least, you know, personal favorites have had new ones in the last couple of months.
1: Yeah, I think is it five new ones already? in the last population update
0: i think so i think so yeah uh t49a had her sixth calf which was great we got to see that the other week um and then 36a had her fifth calf yeah so awesome to see them kind of late in i think 36a had hers late in
1: 2021 if i remember um 99 had hers oh yeah uh, 99 had hers last the late fall. summer, early fall.
0: You know, I finally, my dream finally came true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sarah's been dreaming that ninety nine had a new calf for the last two years, and she finally did.
0: Yep, finally. Um, but yeah, just amazing, and, and it's kind of like a a pretty bittersweet point counterpoint to the southern residents because since twenty twelve, really, we've had you know probably as many or more calves born to the Biggs Killer Whale population than there are total whales in the southern residents. And it just kind of speaks to how well the Biggs Killer Whales are doing because they have ample food. Um, And and the southern residents, you know, are are still struggling, and it's great to see new babies, but um, really each new calf born is just like this kind of call to keep up the fight, right? It's not that they're doing better. It's that we need to do more.
1: So you, you must have a, I think you have a unique perspective on this and, and it's, it's probably different from mine because i this is my eighth year here and I, I did see the Southern residents when I would come out here before I moved here. But since I've been here, like I know the bigs, I know a lot of the different matrilines, lines. I know more of their stories. Uh, you grew up watching Southern residents and I don't have that experience. I like I see J pod, and there are a few whales that I can ID off like on the fly with J pod. But I see L's and K's, and I'm like, I, I don't I don't know anything about these whales because they're here so rarely.
0: Yeah, they are. They are, and yeah, it's true. I mean, I, you know, it's been gosh, 20, 28 years, I think, since I first saw Southern residents in the wild um and that kind of sparked this whole obsession for me um so yeah they're they're whales essentially at this point like most of them are whales that I've grown up with right I've seen them when they were calves and and watched them grow up and have calves of their own and um you know I, I tell people this fairly frequently as often as they'll they'll listen to me right but um you know when I first started doing this in the summers and we talked about this Um, you know killer whale the southern resident killer whales you would see on the west side almost every day like if I was here 14 days I might see them 12 days out of those 14 days and and maybe the other two they were up kind of off the Fraser River uh, looking for for salmon Um, and now maybe 12 times a year that we see them in inland waters I mean they're here more than that but maybe 12 times that I personally see them from the west side or or what have you so it's it's definitely been a huge change and um Well, you know, K's and L's, I I mean, I can identify them all right, like pretty much on site, but they're definitely growing. You can identify every whale on site. (laughs) Not every whale, but uh, (laughs) the southern residents, you know, but they're growing so much in between times that they're here now, it's like they'll pop up in front of me, and I have to like stop and think for a second who that whale might be because he's, you know, grown a foot and a half, and his dorsal fin's grown, you know, a foot and a half in that time that he's been gone.
1: Yeah, and uh, J-Pod was here uh, a decent amount in... Over the winter, we didn't see them a lot. They spent a lot of time uh, much further north than here. But now, I think they are out on the outer coast. And if it follows the patterns of the last few years, I am not expecting that we'll see them until uh, July or August.
0: Yeah, I think last the last couple of years they've left in the first you know week and a half or two weeks of April and haven't come back until July. You know, hopefully that's not the case, right? That they're finding enough food uh in, in inland waters or in the Strait of Montefuca that they're not staying away that long. But, you know, the way it's been the last few years, that very very well might be the case. So, um, but, you know, we have to we have to talk about the new calf. There is a new calf in J Pod, right? J fifty nine, born to Haishka J thirty seven. Um, so like I said before, great thing to celebrate we want to celebrate every new calf but we also want to recognize that this new baby is going to require a lot of food in the future um mom's going to require a lot of food to continue nursing this calf as long as it needs to be nursed and and that kind of thing but very exciting to see that new little fin
1: swimming with the rest of the pod always always well i've been really excited we've had some very what we would refer to as exotics Uh, exotic killer whales in in the inland waters that that we've been seeing um we had a group uh that that has been around on and off uh the last i would say month or so um t-172 117b and the 30bs and um, I 172 and 117B before this spring, I don't think I've ever seen them.
0: You have. You don't remember, but you have. Were
1: they with the 30Bs during <laughs> they the were, eclipse? They were. Okay. Yeah. That's the trip. That oh, no, no, no,
0: not during the eclipse, but okay. we've seen them together.
1: Okay. I think uh, then maybe only one time.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And,
1: and I think that they have spent more time here this year than they have in in previous years because I would remember seeing them if I saw them.
0: Definitely like the last time I think, um, was maybe 2019, uh, in the spring and they came in and it was, uh, the, f- you know, five of them. And I think they spent maybe a day or two, like they came up Harrow straight and they actually went up plumper, um, sound. Um, but yeah, they, they weren't here for very long if my memory serves me and, and obviously like I could be wrong. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't remember every single sighting so um, but I think that was the time we saw them last was 2019 the five of them together
1: yeah and I, I mean just hearing their numbers the when we were out I was with April and we were out and she said I think this is one d 172 and my reaction was <laughs> who I, I, that stop making up numbers
0: you're gonna get in so much trouble with her well <laughs> you already do but um, yeah you know I it was 2017. We had all those fires going remember it was like crazy for for a month um well that's every summer but um that was back we had the tw- the t117s came in at t117 and t120 and I think at that point t117 B was with the family but ever since then she's been with the t172 and the t30 Bs when they've come in and not with her mom and brother
1: interesting yeah see I mean these are whales I don't know very well because I've I have not seen them a lot um, yesterday we got to see the 23 D's, which was another group where I was like, who is that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've seen them since 2014.
1: Wow. And they, they've been around the last week in, in, in the area.
0: Almost in the same spot. Almost in the exact <laughs> same spot. And T19B Galliano has, uh, kind of enjoyed that their company. At least he was yesterday when we were on scene, right?
1: Yeah. He, he is, he is a favorite of everybody's. He is one of the biggest killer whales I've, I've ever seen especially with his massive dorsal fin
0: yeah he, he's a pretty cool whale for sure well, his
1: his brother's getting pretty big himself
0: he is he is yep spouter's what 21 this year and yeah he's pretty big whale they you know t19 grows them big
1: yeah i so his younger brother um i just posted a picture on my instagram from yesterday of his peck fin out of the water and i think that you could sleep fin, on it Oh, that peck fin's the size of a, of a king size bed. Yeah, it's pretty pretty huge. Big pe- big pecks. Big. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and um, yeah, well, we've had those larger aggregations. You know, we had that the seventy plus whales that one day in ten groups. So we've had some other bigger groups too. And um, I of course, was not out this day because, you know, it always happens. Cool things happen when I'm I'm not on the water. Don't take that as, like, you shouldn't come out with me because I, I do get cool things from time to time. But um, you were up in the Strait of Georgia and had the killer whales with Valiant, the humpback whale.
1: I was not up oh, out there. Oh, no. I, okay. that. <laughs> I was there afterwards, and Valiant was not around. We, we didn't find Valiant. I was the last boat up there. And we were with, um, it was the 65Bs and- The 34s and 37s, and 34s, I think. 34s and 37s, yeah, with the 65Bs. And um, I was the last boat up there before the storm came in. And, <laughs> oh, right, And right. came back in, in some fun conditions. But uh, Valiant wasn't there, but that is definitely, I was going to ask about uh, the return of our seasonal humpbacks, yeah, and we've had a few, and Valiant is who seems to have it either is not all there or has. Oh, a, he's all there. He's a. I mean, he's either really <laughs> tough or he's not all there. Because, he's a tough guy. Um, and we'll we'll post a a photo of Valiant's uh, flukes, but yeah, uh, scarred up from orcas as a calf.
0: Yeah, we saw him. You know, as a baby, right in his first year, um, and with split fluke, his mom, and he has a very similar big chunk out of his fluke as she does. But, um, yeah, obviously survived a killer whale attack, um, fairly young, young in his fairly early months.
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, I had a, a run in where he, uh, surfaced pretty close to my boat where like, nobody had know he was even in the area.
0: <sighs> that would have been scary. It,
1: it was very scary. Um, and then last week and we'll post uh some links to some media about this he was in an area with uh how many th- uh, the 65 bees and 34s and 37s so we're around 10 killer whales
0: yeah nine ten yeah nine i think
1: and is surrounded by them and and whatever no big deal i got you guys <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't there, right? But um, I heard he was kind of rolling around with them. It wasn't like an, it didn't seem antagonistic from anyone I had talked to um, there, but he was just kind of like right in the mix. And I think the whales had been socializing, the killer whales had been socializing before he showed up and he had been lunch feeding further away. And then...
1: Do you think maybe he thinks he's a killer whale?
0: Maybe he wants to be a killer whale.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who who doesn't?
0: That's true. That's true. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's very interesting. But we've you know we've seen that before, Jeff, where humpback whales have come in um, to the vicinity, vicinity of uh, big killer whales and and even and even southern resident killer whales. But uh, it's almost seemed, at least with the bigs, antagonistic. Uh, usually when they're hunting something, and the kill, or the humpback whales come in and are displeased.
1: Yeah, you usually see some kind of reaction out of out of the humpbacks. Yeah. Some some kind of uh, you know breaching or tail slapping. Something trumpeting. trumpeting something.
0: Yeah, because we we had that um, encounter maybe in 2018. I can't keep track of the years. In 2018, I remember exactly where it was. We were near west west um, west bank out in Boundary Pass and had T seventy five C's and B's um, and others. Forty nine A's were there, um, killing a harbor seal and and Heather and Raptor actually came in like from miles away. You could see him coming and just came right into the mix of it. And the, the seal had bit the bullet long before they showed up, but they were not happy with what was going on.
1: It's amazing to hear stories about humpbacks that, that, that do that. I mean, you hear about that from other parts of the world as well. And yeah. It's, it's pretty cool.
0: And, I mean, like, not, not limited to cetacean species or marine mammal species, but there was that uh, researcher that was swimming and the humpback whale came up and was trying to like lift her out of the water. Um, and there was a shark.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would, that, that made media yeah, all over the place. That was crazy. pretty cool. Yeah. I think, uh, humpbacks are, I, I love humpbacks. I, I've really developed a, a, an affinity for them and I'm looking forward to seeing some of our returning humpbacks. I feel like it, they're a little late, but that's, might just be me i think i feel like that every spring because <laughs> we, like
0: we miss them so much yeah
1: and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how many new calves come back i think we had 22 yeah calves like that. last year yeah uh that came back with with known humpback whales and it's really interesting because when i this is another major change that we've seen when i when i started here eight years ago we were seeing humpbacks but and it was really special because you just didn't see them a lot right and now, once they're back here for the summer, we see them almost every single day. Yeah. All the way through December.
0: Yeah, well, we had them on Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, I think, this last Yeah, it was New, last New Year's year. New Eve. Four, year. four of them.
1: Yeah, all together.
0: And had them. Having,
1: a, having their own New Year's party.
0: Yeah, yeah, and had them up off the bell chains the year before, even in January, I think. There were quite a few up there.
1: Do you remember when you first started seeing humpbacks here, when you were coming out here before you, you moved?
0: Um, uh, well, you know, I grew up, you know, in, right on Puget Sound, Kitsap Peninsula. Um, I never saw humpback whales here when I was a kid. We, you know, went to Hawaii once or twice and I saw them distantly there, um, but I never saw humpback whales, never expected to see humpback whales here. And I think I saw my first one in the early two thousands, but it was you know one of those like oh my gosh we're seeing a humpback whale this is a cool it it, it was like the sperm whale encounter right Um, for us at that point Uh, you
1: know oh my god it's a humpback
0: right right and maybe here for a day Um, but it's crazy how much of a comeback they've made
1: it's it's incredible I mean we really do see them almost every day. Or you can see them almost every day. Once, once they they're back, over, you know, over the last two, three, four years, and every year it seems to there there are more, and it, they seem to be more reliable. This is, I think, this is becoming one of the most accessible places in North, certainly in North America, to see them.
0: Yeah, at least while they're feeding, right? Right and during the the summer summer months, definitely. Um. Yeah, it's just been crazy, and seeing different behaviors kind of coming up, like the trap feeding and the flick feeding. Right. Uh, where, you know, tra- trap feeding, the whales, you know, kind of sit at the surface with their mouths open, and um, and then flick feeding where they're using their pectoral fins and their flukes to, to stun fish or what have you. I'm not a humpback behavioral expert, but I try. Um, and we'll have someone on to speak to that in more depth and with more knowledge. But um, it's just been incredible to see these humpback whales um, here and and doing different behaviors than we've seen and having so many come back. I think, how many did we have the first the first iteration of the ID guide, which was like 20... There were uh, 100, I believe. 14?
1: Uh, 20, 50, 2014 or 2015. I think there were right around 100 humpbacks in that catalog.
0: And our latest one was... Two years ago, twenty nineteen or 2020, 2020 was the latest ID catalog. And there were over five
1: hundred and fifty. I th- I believe that's and right. More, even and more, and there will be more. And, the, and there, those humpback catalogs are are outdated the the second they're published. Well, we're same getting, with the the big Same whale with the Biggs, right? Absolutely. Well, the, yeah, and that's why with the big killer whale ID guy, there's every quarter there's an update coming out.
0: Right, which is not a reflection on the researchers doing the work. Like they're doing an amazing job as fast as they can. Yeah,
1: it's it's nice to have these success stories. Right, right. And these happy stories because you don't get a lot of that in wildlife or environmental stories that are good, but these are two populations that are doing really well.
0: Right, they're an example we can use to hopefully spur conservation efforts for other species. And also you need to, like give people hope, right? They're not going to invest in something that they can't see a happy ending for.
1: Absolutely. So what what are you looking forward to the most? What do you want to see this year? Oh man. Other than other than the killer whales of Bremer Bay.
0: Well, yeah, we have that trip and then we have the Dominican Republic the trip. Dominican right?
1: Republic, uh, swimming swimming with humpback whales.
0: You know, I'd like to see a minke whale breach.
1: Oh, that's been on your list for <laughs> for a long right? time
0: as soon as that happens i get to retire except i'm not going to retire right because i'm obsessed and will always come back but um yeah i'd love to see a me he breach. um people know they're probably laughing the people that know me and are hearing me say this are laughing because they know that it's like my nemesis i've been out here for so long and missed it by a couple of miles or a couple of minutes
1: you'll get one you'll just keep i don't know that i will but that's I, you okay will. it's you okay will. i think you will but I think that you're gonna see the splash after the breach, and you'll you'll be like I did changing changing the settings on your camera or something like that. When and you'll you'll miss the actual breach, but you will see. No, after in, after in 2020,
0: I did see the splash. We were out. It was you and me. <laughs> yeah, we were on, I do imagine, remember that. Remember in the, in the distance, and I saw that splash over and over again. And finally, but
1: you didn't know that it was a Mickey. You'll not until after when when it actually happens. Right? oh You'll know. Because you'll hear everybody screaming, and you'll look up, and by the time you you see it, you get someone will get in. it on their phone camera, and and but you will see, and you will have a great picture of the of splash after the breach, after the breach.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure that's how it's going to go down. <laughs> what about you, Jeff? What are you looking forward to in 2022?
1: Um, uh, definitely humpbacks. I'm looking for, I, I'm hoping we see big mama come back soon. I heard she has a calf. Yeah, that'd be great. And, uh, I think we've heard that before in, in past years and, and the calf didn't necessarily always make it here. So hoping that, uh, that she has a, has a calf with her when she comes back. Um, I, I have not seen a humpback yet. I haven't either. This year. So I'm looking forward to my first, first humpback trip. Um, and Looking forward to seeing when and if 65A has her next. I
0: think path. we have to wait a year. I'm, I'm I, guessing I, next spring. That would be my guess.
1: Okay. Okay. I can. We can, I can take okay. bets. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> the, I I think next spring probably. I was hoping it was going to be this spring, but I know. Uh, but we'll we'll see. But she showed up a week early this spring she, too. She did show up early. Um. But yeah, I, I I'm really looking forward to humpbacks. I'm hoping late summer, early fall. To be able to get to some of the big aggregations that we get of yeah, humpbacks, yeah. where we have uh, on some of our all-day or and half-day tours, we're able to get out to see groups of anywhere from twenty to seventy humpbacks. Oh yeah, um, all feeding in the same area is—it's pr- one of the most epic things. Even just to sit there and listen, yeah, and and not even like look, just to hear all of the the you know fifty blows going at around the same time is absolutely mind-blowing
0: yeah no that's always on our bucket list for the fall for sure
1: so we would love to hear from other people what's on their bucket list or some of their best experiences that they've had uh, or definitely what they'd like to experience out here uh you can uh send us a message we're at after the breach on instagram or you can email us after the breach podcast at com.
0: yeah and that being said jeff let's let's like end this on a On a special note, what's, if you can, you can say one of your favorite encounters from anywhere, anytime.
1: Wow. That an. is, I'd have to, so that, people ask that a lot, right? What, what, what's your favorite encounter? And my answer is always changing depending what I've been thinking about lately. Because sometimes it's a humpback. Yeah. Encounter from here or down um, at the, in the Silver Bank off yeah. the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Uh, I've talked about Bremer Bay. I've talked about uh, being in the water with with orcas in Norway. Um, but lately, I think something—it's just a standout experience—was seeing the sixty-five B's and seven, this, uh, 70, uh, seventy-five B and C hunting a stellar sea lion. And, um, and we were we've just been talking about what a badass 65B is. That
0: was the Obi trip with Monica, it, right?
1: It was. And 65B spent an hour after they they yeah they killed the sea lion, they ate the sea lion, and then she spent an hour throwing the pelt in the air. Yep, hundreds of yards. I have a great photo. Um, it is. We'll on put my, it in the show notes. It, we'll put it in the show notes. It's on my Instagram also, and she's reaching out of the water with the sea lion pelt in her mouth as she's throwing it in the air, and yeah. that I, we, I was just talking about this with a few people, and she is, and and I think she is definitely, uh, if you look at sixty five A, who's you know the goddess of the hunt, and yeah. and takes great care of her her kids. I think sixty five B is is the real badass in that family.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just talking about that because we had the 65 B's hunting a stellar sea land just the other day. and um, Yeah, I missed I was, that one too. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad. Um, but I was thinking about that trip especially, and I was telling our guests, like I've seen her throwing the pelt around, and it was kind of like, okay, we had you know our Thanksgiving dinner, and now let's go throw the football around. You know that's kind of what like I that. I like that <laughs> associated it with right, um, but yeah, she's badass. And and last year we saw her chasing that minky whale with minky the whale T eighteen and T nineteen. Yeah, she was with T
1: eighteen and T-19s, Yeah, uh, what like fifteen for miles? Fifteen miles. Like we couldn't even keep up with them, and they were chasing a minky. And yeah, I'm telling you, sixty five B is you know badass. she's yeah. she is a badass. She is. So your turn on. <laughs>
0: Um, well I, you know, I do the same thing, right? I go through like different moods and and you know, when I'm thinking about specific whales or families than that. but the one that's been kind of keeping um, you know, kind of in the back of my brain for the last eight months or so was one I haven't even shared like on Instagram because, you know, we don't really share when the whales come near the boats. Um, but we were up, kind of near West Bank and Boundary Pass. And we had the boat shut down because uh, the T-46Bs had been hunting and they'd killed a seal and they were off quite a ways sharing it, but it was just beautiful, flat, calm uh, conditions. I was driving the boat. and um, So I'm standing at the helm and we have this, you know, the whales are, are just kind of socializing and eating together kind of off our port side. And this private boat comes blasting around behind us and was headed straight for the whales. Didn't know they were there, right? You know, private boaters often don't know that the the whales are there. So I grabbed our our flag, you know, had the one up on the roof, but I grabbed the other flag and I stuck it out the window. And I was just shaking around like a madman. You know, I. Cause too bad they don't have a video of me doing it because I looked crazy. But um, I was shaking it and the boat saw it and stopped and kind of deviated course and, and went around. But as soon as that happened, uh, T-46B4 came up like straight to the window and right by the tube dropped a piece of seal meat. Wow. And maybe it's coincidence. You know, it easily could be coincidence, but I like to think that like she noticed, right. And brought was like, here, thanks for.
1: So was it a thank you for, for slowing that boat down or was it, Hey, I saw you waving that flag. Uh, (laughs) Are you trying to order something? (laughs) Here's a piece of seal.
0: I didn't even (laughs) think about it that way. Um, Yeah, no, maybe, maybe she thought I was trying to order a piece of seal. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that was that was, that was was awfully nice I've never had that experience
0: Yeah, and of course when I didn't pick it up Because we're not going to pick up a piece of seal meat um, She grabbed it and dove under the boat And tried to drop it on the other side of the boat And no one picked it up there either So then she grabbed it And rolled upside down And swam back to the family
1: So if, if she did think that you were ordering it I wonder if she just Rolled her eyes and was like, fine, whatever and, What,
0: this isn't what you ordered?
1: Right fine, I'm going back to the, to my family. Right. So we, we definitely would love to hear from you about some of your great experiences and uh, ask us questions as well. We may read some of them on our next, uh, next episode. Do uh, you want to talk about our next podcast date and special guest?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited. Uh, we're going to have on one of my dear friends, one of our dear friends, uh, Monica Whelan-Shields, who is the founder and research director of the Orca Behavior Institute uh, here on San Juan Island. And she's going to come on and talk about their research and what they've been doing lately. And, and um, we'll, you know, ask her some of the questions we just talked about, too, because I'm, I'm sure she has dreams for 2022 and that kind of thing. But uh, really looking forward to chatting with her. And I think we're going to release that on the ominous date of Friday the 13th. 13th of May. May. you're gonna be out of town for a little bit. So we're gonna all, go. all roads. All roads. All roads lead to, to Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, so we're gonna kind of shoot, I think, for every two weeks, but this one's gonna be pushed out a little bit. So um, Friday the 13th for episode two.
1: And if you have questions for Monica from Orca Behavior Institute, definitely yeah. send them in after the breach podcast at gmail.com or after the breach on Instagram.
0: Yeah. And we'll, you know, have show notes for every episode that we release. We'll kind of put links to additional content, some photos that we've talked about um, in the in the episode itself, or if there's like papers or research that we'd love to share, um, we're, we're going to do that in the show notes. So look for that, but definitely reach out to us, guys. We'd love to interact with you guys. This is not just Jeff and I, but uh, it's you guys too. So we want to. It's you guys,
1: too. We'll have lots of special guests coming up. And uh, show notes you can get on our website, afterthebreachpodcast.com.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks, everyone. And we'll talk to you on our next episode of After the Breach.
1: Thanks, everyone.